Mr. Mixelplick, you make me sick. Batmite, you're pretty all right. You're listening to The Run. It is The Run. This is The Run. It is The Run. The Hi and hello. Welcome back to The Run, the comic book podcast where we look at runs, be it characters, creators, or sagas. Right now, we are reading, I should say listening, but not really you're listening. We are reading the Nightfall Saga, and we're taking a little break before we get to Crusade because I'm not going to lie to you, that's a long fucking part of the story, and we need more time to go over that, and I don't want it to be eight hours long like our other episodes. Uh, so we are going into the parody book, Mightfall, which came out after the whole Nightfall saga ended and was a weird, goofy, over-the-top parody of the whole Nightfall saga. Well, it started off that way and then went in his own little direction. And with me for this little adventure uh, is Jonathan Kovacs. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm weirded out by these two books, but I'm pretty good. Now, Mightfall was its own little one-shot. It was a Legends of the Dark Might special by Alan Grant and Kevin O'Neill, but there was actually a prequel to this beforehand. It wasn't really necessary to read, but it did set up the main character, Overbat, which was the, their version of Asriel in this. Underdog? Yeah, well, he becomes Underdog and then Overbat, or he becomes Over... It's weird, but we'll get into it. It was in Legends of the Dark Knight 38. This was the, the first appearance of, I believe, Batmite post-crisis. Yes, I was doing some research on this last night. Yeah. And he had more appearances pre-crisis and then yeah. post-crisis. Because Silver Age was goofy as shit. Yeah. And so post-crisis, they really didn't want to deal with him at all. So I, I, I don't know what to really say anything. I mean, I just Wikipedia'd it yeah. just to she- see. He's not from the same universe as Mr. Mixelplick, but they're usually in tandem with each other. Superman's villain slash antagonist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Mixelplick's from the fifth dimension, whereas Batmite is from the Might Mightverse. The Mightverse, yeah. yeah. They're usually together for the most part. They're kind of hand in hand, but not exactly from the same universe. It's, it's weird. It was just like... If it hey, involves Superman's Batman, his, yeah. But yeah. if Mr. Mix, Mr. Mixel... Mixelplick. Is it Mixelplick? It's Mixelplick. McDonald's. Mr. McDonald's. No, Mr. Mixelplick or whatever. The way they, they I, I'm pretty sure in the car- Superman cartoon they said Mixelplick and everyone just took that because it's, it's like, fuck it, that word's hard to say. I'm well, like, yeah, but then they changed it. Okay, never mind. We'll get to that later. <laughs> we don't need a semant- okay, sorry. semantics hour here. Creator team is Alan Grant, who we liked from the uh, God of Fear story arc in Who Rules the Night, and Kevin O'Neill, who is... I think a fucking fantastic artist. Most people know him from his work in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Alan Moore. But he used to do a lot of 2000 AD stuff, Judge Dredd, Martial Law. I think he was responsible for Necron from uh, Green Lantern because there was actually a comics code. Uh, he had an issue with the comics code because of the way of his artwork, like the way his artwork looked. He drew some people getting crucified in the in the Green Lantern annual that he drew. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. I, I believe that's where Necron showed up. The Comics Code Authority said they didn't really have a problem with that so much as his artwork as a whole. Like, their art, his, they said his artwork was sickening to look at because it just, it wasn't conventional. It was really, really weird looking. Uh, I think this is, you can look at all this up on Wikipedia or something to that effect, but I, to, I read this from multiple sources. Where, okay. Yeah, his, they didn't like his artwork. And they said, well, 
you guys passed more of his shit in the past. And they're like, we don't care. It just, it's very unappealing to look at. So I can, they went on the published. Judging from his style, I can see that if you drew something a certain, like anybody can do that, I think. But his style is very unique. Yeah, it looks and like a cross between, we'll say, Eric Pope, Evan Dorkin, Michael Avon Owing, like a very cartoonish over the top. Have you, seen, have you ever read the child book, Who Needs Donuts? No. Who Needs Donuts was a book about, it was a children's book about donuts, but the background and the foreground, everything, every page was jam-packed with dumb bullshit going on. It wasn't just two characters talking to each other. It was like, there was entire fucking stories yeah, happening yeah. behind them. And this is how he draws in. Yes. I really enjoy it. Uh, we're going to go over Legends of the Dark Knight 38 real quick. It's, it, they did both these books, but this is this is the primer where it starts off with Batman interrogating some guy in, I believe it's Arkham. They don't. I don't know if they really say off the top. Uh, we don't find out till yeah. the very end. Yeah, it's just some drug dealer named Bob Overdog about how he was on drugs, and Batman's just saying, "Hey, what happened?" We don't know what Batman's referring to, but we cut to. We're gonna just gonna call him Bob for the most part because he changes his name several times throughout these two books. He's basically doing drugs with these uh, two criminals, and they jump this crime boss and kill him. And they this is like a low key hidden don't do don't do drugs book as yes. well. Yeah, because that's one of the things is that so yeah they all they go in and first off straight out of Predator Two the drug lord is in bed with his girlfriend and they basically break in and skin him like Predator Two, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and then they so they were there for a couple of days it says and then. The girlfriend basically, she escapes out the uh, penthouse window and was going to climb down, again, Predator 2, down the uh, drain pipe. Wow, between pipe. this and the Bane fight from last episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> escapes down the drain pipe, which breaks, like in Predator 2, and then Batman swoops in and saves her. And then... This came out two years after Predator 2, so who knows? <laughs> so Bob is retelling all this to Batman, which he's like, I know this already. Tell me what happens next. And so then Batman... Comes in, beats up the other two, while Bob escapes. I'll Bob also took a bunch of mescaline at this point. Yes, so Bob escapes and then basically runs smack dab into Batmite in the alley. Yeah, standing on a garbage can, just staring at him, it freezes him in his tracks. Bob's telling Batman, he's like, "You're gonna laugh. Try me." It was an elf dressed in a crazy-looking Batman costume, and Batman has this great. It seems like Bruce is like, oh, fuck, not this guy. Like, do you remember? Yeah, that's him? the weird thing. I, yeah. I can't tell if he knows what it is or not because he's not supposed to at this point. Yeah. After what I was reading, I also like how Kevin O'Neill is constantly drawing little captions on people's clothes or shirts or stuff, and they're changing throughout the story. Like his his shirt right now, like in his little very tiny words says, "Do you spill my blood?" And caution, brain cells frying. Uh, one of his sleeves earlier was saying, "Bust this." Uh, just random dumb shit that constantly changes and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, it makes a, you pay attention to his yeah. backgrounds and art a little bit more. So he just goes on to retell Batman that uh, he's basically given Batman a hard time. And then he goes to threaten him with his Uzi. He tries to straight up kill him. Yeah, well, yeah, he basically is going to shoot him. And then Batman just like completely, he does, he thinks he does shoot him, but Batman disappears. He grabs the Uzi out of his hands with magic powers, throttles him on the head with it. Yeah. He's telling him to surrender. Like, you criminals need to stop being criminals and you need to go surrender or else I'm, I'm going to use your own Uzi on you, essentially. What was it? Johnny Caruso. Who's apparently his boss. boss basically. Yeah. Sent, he, he sent these He's guys after boss. the other drug boss. And so he comes, he, Bob makes it back to his boss and he's telling him about Batmite harassing him and they all just start laughing at him which of course Batmite now shows up and... Yeah, immediately they're like, oh wait, he's real instead of the whole usual trope of no one sees him except him. Like, I was really hoping that they didn't go this way. 
Oh, okay. Because they're like, oh, yeah, Batmite shows his ass right away, and they all see him, and they try to <laughs> shoot the fuck out of him, but he teleports away. Yeah, and then Batmite basically freaking banes out on him, actually. Uh, which yeah, he turns into a giant bat monster. Yeah, which is pretty I badass. I never knew this before that he could do this, but... Uh, yeah, well, apparently from the cover he can. That's what it looks like. So he turns into this giant bat monster and just continue or Murders basically. all of them, except for Bob. Yeah. He also takes out the giant bat Zuka and blows the rest of them that are escaping away. Very Mad Magazine, Sergio Argone's uh, looking art as well. That's another artist that it reminds me of a lot. Just wacky insanity, Looney Tune over the top shit. Yeah. Shoving TNT down some guy's throat at TNT one point. TNT bat bomb. Yeah. yeah. And then just blows, blows his head up. Ears and eyes are all popping out in every direction. Bob, of course, is freaking out and has a gun pointed on him, but then he starts running away and... Batmite still in his giant demon look is uh, telling him that he's going to learn a painful lesson and brings him to the Mightverse. Yeah, then they teleport to the Mightverse. Yeah, it's and completely insane. It's even more insane. Like all the buildings are bent. It's like something out of Beetlejuice. There's like giant typewriters on the building. It's like Bizarro World. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's just because the funny thing is like he because he tells Batman how Batmite basically took him to his universe and shows him all his weapons. And I love, though, that Batmite has the Batmobile, but it's the one ear is bent. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm like, okay, that's pretty awesome that yeah. they did that. And he just shows them like all the random Batmite vehicles. That yeah, it's he establishing has. the Mite-verse post-crisis. And that it exists. He just continues to show him that, tor- takes him on a tour of the Batmite-verse, and he tells Batman how there's Mite versions of everybody. They show a picture of Every Mite, dwarf, Penguin. chibi versions. Yeah, Penguin, Catwoman, Joker, uh, there's which, a Robin. Which also gives an excuse for Kevin O'Neill to draw even more ridiculous. Yeah. Because he can get away with the weird scales and stuff like that. Punches the Joker right in the face with his teeth, just standing still, kind of like when you punch someone uh, in a Looney Tune or when yes. a Looney Tune punches someone, like they're yeah, jaw it, sticks yeah, around. exactly. They get away with a lot of slapstick stuff, like you said. Yeah. And then we see that again. There's all the Might verse heroes. I mean, you have, and it's funny when we go to the next issue when we see these characters changed already. But you have the uh, original version of Aquaman, the Creepers there, how how Jordan, Jordan. Lantern, um, Blue my Beetle, favorite Flash. Is, um, <laughs> the demon I like the Dead flash man. is mooning him yeah. I like Swamp Thing there Swamp Thing's my favorite and Lobo Mixelplick's there but who knows maybe that's Might versus Mixelplick he's down in the bottom right corner there yeah that's a good question Elongated Man is being run on by Flash yeah like Elongated Man is actually a platform where the Flash is running across him into a brick wall where Green Lantern made a brick wall and Flash is about to run into it but it's, it's like I said everything's involved and intersected in a weird way where he puts so much bullshit on the page but it's all one giant Rube Goldberg machine that he can get away with. The mites have, uh, I, I, they don't really say if it's everywhere, but there's windows that the mites all congregate around and basically look into the regular universe. Yes. And so they watch everybody as um, these things go on. He says, I saw you fighting with Stone and Pete. Those are the two guys he was... Um, the two goons he was with earlier. Yeah. When I found out why you didn't come after me, Batmite decided the fight was over too quickly and then basically dropped a piano on Batman. Yeah. They never really established why he thought that, that was going to extend the fight with the other two, which I guess it does. The goons are going to get away, and Batmite's actually upset that he hurt Batman instead of, uh, I don't know what he was planning on doing, so he drops the piano on... Yeah, he picks up the piano and throws it over at the yeah. uh, goons escaping. And then Batman's like looking at it like it's all... Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd this piano come from, and why did they just get flung again all of a sudden? No, this 
I don't know if we established this. This is this is going on over in the real universe. This isn't uh, in the past or anything like that. Because I thought this was happening in the past at first. Oh, the piano thing. Yeah, this whole piano situation. Batman's still chasing down these two goons while Bob is talking to Batmite and Batmite showing him all this stuff. Okay, so also then Batmite shows him through another window where he sees the families of all the all the people he's murdered. He sees the grieving families, crying babies, and how things would have been awesome if he didn't do the drugs, if he didn't depend on drugs to do that. And that life is just a fragile little flower, essentially. Yeah, he's repenting on drugs and basically wants to become a good guy. Yes. Uh, work for good. And he's just he, then he repents and repents, and he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Batmite is looking over him, but he looks more like Batman at this point. Like a crystalline like a weird, yeah, Batman weird, god. Yeah, cut to him in the alley. Bob in the alley uh, underneath, a, just sitting there like crying. And Batman's like, Overdog, are you all right? And Bob Overdog is his name. I don't know if we established that, but yeah. yeah. Well, he says, Bob, are you all right? Yeah. He repents to Batman and says, I'm sorry, I swear, I'll never hurt anyone again. We cut back to the interrogation at the beginning of the book. He told the whole story. and Batman just says... You were the victim of a magic midget from another dimension, which I don't think you can say in this day and age. Bob basically says, I'm not crazy. Please get me out of this straitjacket. I'll go to jail. Just don't leave me here. And Batman tells him. He's like, I'm not a fucking judge. You were declared insane. Well, he he says, sorry, Bob. The court declared you insane, not me. There's nothing I can do. But then he then goes on to say he knew about the piano. Yeah. That's basically how it ends. Yeah, Batman was, the whole reason there is he was there was Batman was trying to figure out what the fuck was up with the piano. Like, he couldn't make sense of that. Yeah. So maybe there was something more to it. And then we cut to Bob alone and asking Batmite to show himself, and Batmite, Batmite actually pops up. But only Bob can see him. Yeah, but only Bob can see him. And then at the very end, he says, just show up so they know I'm not crazy. And then at the very end, unfortunately, he gets shot in the neck with who knows what. News. Yeah, I'm not crazy. You guys can see this. Uh, it was just the drugs. I'm not mad. And Batmite goes away and... Gets injected, yeah, like you said, he gets injected with some sedative, and that's the end of the issue. So, which I'll be honest, like I said, when we first started to read Mightfall, the only reason we did Legends of the Dark Knight uh, was because they referenced it. Oh, yeah, and you would have no idea who the fuck Bob yeah. was. Like, uh, like well, yeah, because huh? unfortunately, the first time I read this, I'm like, okay, this is some guy, and whatever. Then they say Legends of the Dark Knight, and I read that, and then it's like, okay, that establishes Bob. Yeah, like gonna- you said, Mightfall came out in 95 so a couple years after everything else yeah after the whole saga was done and then it also parodied parodied a lot of other things that happened as well yeah uh so Mightfall starts off with bob in the arkham Arkham asylum Asylum. and he was told to keep a diary so it's got we got six panels here it's like day one (laughs) i love it it's like nothing happened on day one nothing interesting happened day two Day three, I thought I had some flashback hallucination, but I'm not so sure of just there's a shows a zoom of pupil and a bunch of Batman logos in his eye. Day four, nothing interesting happened. Day five, nothing interesting happened. Day six, somebody blew up the asylum and he's just sitting there. <laughs> this part's in continuity. I, I think it's in continuity because we'll get to it later. It might be debatable. No, I think it's in continuity. Oh, oh okay. You agree? Okay, oh, cool. I mean, you mean this it, part. This when part you say is in continuity, continuity with Nightfall. The image shows. You mean officially in continuity? Yes. Oh, I don't. I could care less about official. To me, it's in continuity. I yeah. mean, like, I I'm gonna say it is. Yeah. Um, this, this I don't know what's in continuity. This takes place during the prelude, the end of the prelude, because he says someone blew up the site asylum, and then uh, Kevin O'Neill draws a pretty cool looking Bane here, even if he's mostly in the shadows. I found out later some guy called Bane, obviously a top man in the demolition business. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe had a contract with management to bring it down. It just shows Bane blowing up Arkham while all the villains escape. We get a shot of Scarecrow and. 
here's Two Face and Killer Croc. Joker shows up with the gun with uh, Jeremiah Arkham, just like in the prelude, and he makes friends with the Joker, kind of so to speak. Yeah, uh, basically, more- he Bob he tries to get out of his cell. He <laughs> he uses his head to open up the cell, and Joker's right on the other side. And he's like, "Welcome, buddy. You don't know how." <laughs> I guess Bob's been a con- uh, sol- solitary for a while because he's like, you don't know how good it is to see a sane man again in the first person he sees his joke. You're right, I don't. <laughs> and the more of that Kevin O'Neill shit, or shit, it sounds like a negative, Kevin O'Neill stuff where it's like, it shows his name tag on the door and it says no solids underneath. Like, yes. Like solid food. But yeah, just some weird goofball pun stuff. Uh, O'Neill draws a really good Joker, Joker yeah. I think. Like really long, long face, deformed, uh, grinny teeth. Yeah, you're right. He does some comedy bang bang stuff. Uh, I don't know if you ever listen to comedy bang bang. Bob says, what's going on? And Joker immediately says Marvin Gaye. Yes. Uh, this is also, like you said, it's right after a breakout. So Joker has Jeremiah Arkham, but this is actually before he trapped him, like immediately when he grabbed him. Yeah. And he tells Bob, or Bob says, what's next? And Joker says, I'm going to drive Jeremiah Arkham crazy. Basically what he did in the prelude. Yeah, Joker tells him, if you excuse me, I have a certain Dr. Jeremiah Arkham whom I wish to torture into madness before I escape this place. And Bob's like, wait, torture, madness, escape? You're a bad guy, aren't you? Yeah, because Bob (laughs) wants to do good stuff now from the last, from Legends of the Dark Knight. The Joker starts to undo his straitjacket, and then Bob just starts to flail at him, and Joker just shoots him point blank. He's like, put him up, and then, yeah, Joker calls him a no-fun-having guy and just shoots him point blank in the chest and then runs off with Jeremiah Arkham. Yeah, Bob's just lying there, but... Lo and behold, his diary saved him. Yes, the the big old diary that he was supposed to have actually saved his life as that was over his chest. Then we see Bob running around. After he recovered from that running around, we see like Two-Face slamming guards into the walls, I guess, and some other people, maybe the penguin in a suit. I don't know, in the background. Just just more filled up panels of just madness going on at once. And Bob gets out of there and into an old dilapidated uh, church with a pun of be a bird of prey. Get it? Because, yeah. you know, Birds of Prey, the, the the female Batman team, Bird of Prey Church. Get it? Yes. This is where you put in the laugh track, I guess. He stumbles upon a bunch of guys doing drugs, and yeah. he's basically like, he's a force for good, and he's like, drugs are bad. So <laughs> still I'm in the straight go these drug dealers. Still in the straitjacket. Drug, druggies, yeah. Yeah, he tries to uh, tell them they're misguided and whatnot, and... I just love how he jumps on the coffin, which the guy's doing a line of coke and just throws all the drugs everywhere. And the guy's like, oh, watch the coke. Ow. Yeah. And he immediately just gets teamed up on his ass kicked. He gets force fed uh, acid. Yes. Just like mescaline before in the last in the other issue. It's a form of hallucinogenic drug to kind of get away with the whole is bat might showing up thing, I suppose. I do like how they throw drugs down his throat. And that was like a trope of the late 80s early 90s where drug dealers are forced you to smoke their it's like no they don't they want to sell the shit (laughs) i like the line on this one a fist a day will keep the teeth away yeah yeah he he they one panel shows him throwing drugs down his throat and then immediately gets punched in the face with those words tattooed onto uh this guy's forearm and we cut to batman showing up in the graveyard slash abandoned church the rave yard, you mean? The ra- yeah, the rave yard, because the G fell off. Druggies, raves. <laughs> they go off to rob an all-night deli. Batman chases after them, while Batmite shows up asking for his help. Ass kicked for some reason, bleeding out the mouth, eyes swollen shut. Screaming for Batman not to go, but Batman doesn't hear him. Bob crawls into the church and lays down where... He stumbles up to the uh, the roof. Yeah. And then yeah. he basically starts to... He, reali- he knows he got drugs. He's starting to trip. Yeah, and he's like, I need to... Not detox, but like I need to... Sober up. Yeah, and so then he starts to sing. Um, what is the? I don't even know what song that is from. 
When the moon, moon hits, hits your eye, eye like and the pig pizza pie. That's amore. That's amore. That's what it's called. Oh, is that yeah, he was singing okay. that. And then uh, Batmite pops up in front of him, teleports up in front of him. And he, just he starts freaking out because he's yeah. like, oh, no, not again. It's Batmite. Batmite pops up and asks for Bob's help. And Bob thinks it's a figment of his imagination because he's also on drugs again. And Batmite refers to, that's not true. Remember the last time I met? And it's like, you've got to read Legends of the Dark Knight 38, which kind of is shitty in a way. Like, if I'm reading a one shot, which this is, I shouldn't have to read some ancillary material. I don't know. That's just me, though. I guess, but I feel like you would have already read that. I Yeah, I guess. I mean, you and really me picking this up, we yeah. didn't. But at the yeah. time, I feel like people would have already. Yeah, and Bats doesn't want, or Bob doesn't want Batmite's help because he's like, you're the one that killed Johnny Caruso's entire gang and pinned it on me. And Batmite's like, no, that was your own doing. I was only the catalyst. He starts choking out Batmite for, he thinking, ruining his life. Batmite paralyzes him and brings him back to the... Uh, Mightverse, where that's the everything that, that happened to Batman already happened to Batmite. So Batmite could have prevented Nightfall if he had just gotten a hold of Batman. Yeah, because now the Mightfall, the Mightverse version of Nightfall is happening, where Bane breaks everyone out, and Bane is well, Bane might break everybody. Might, yeah. Bane might break everybody out. Yes, Bane might break everyone out with a giant fucking Rob Liefeld rocket launcher and muscles upon muscles upon muscles. But the same thing happens where we just get a little quick rundown of Batmite running around beating up the versions of all his villains saying he spent weeks hunting them all down and he was tired just like it was real batman yeah yeah (laughs) so then we cut to an image of uh bane might watching and he says well batmite deals with my three stooges thank you thank you for calling them exactly what they are he's fighting he's fighting bird i guess bird might trog might and venom might at this point he says i will pump myself full of the wonder drug toxic so we've changed the drug from venom to toxic yeah Doubling my strength, my intelligence, and my fighting skills. Wrecks havoc with my appearance. Yeah, like this is big commentary on Nightfall as a whole, as well as the whole anti-drug thing. It's just like, look how ridiculous this shit looks. And it goes yeah. right into his nipples, like something out of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> well, it goes like everywhere, because it goes to the back of his head, goes into his nipples. His oh, yeah, arms. but they definitely I mean, accentuate. It goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they accentuate on his nipples, though, in this shot. Like <laughs> so, something out of a... So he ne- then jumps into the fight, and he's like, one side stooges. And I love the fact that they did that. And he just, just knocks out his own guys. <laughs> yes, yes. Kills them. Oh, I love it. And then proceeds to kick the crap out of Batmite and break his back. And then Batmite asks, I don't even know you. Why do you hate me so? Because he says, because you're so damn cute by half. Yes. He does the same thing, just like in the the over-the-top comedic thing I mentioned at the beginning of Who Rules the Night, where he throws him off a building and he just bounces all over the place with a broken back until he hits the ground. Just like before, Bane Might now owns Gotham City in an over-the-top comedic way. Except Bane Might wants to take, he's going to take over the rest of Might World. Yeah, and then he wants to go on to the multiverse, essentially, dimension by dimension, and destroy them all. And he'll brood and brood and brood, he says out loud, because Bane does that a lot. So then Bob says, or no... Bob gets all the cliff notes and agrees to save the world because Bane or Batmite wants to help him eventually, which leads us to chapter two. Bane's brood. Yeah, which just gives Bob the Asriel Batman suit, but it's completely over the top with little nukes that say nuke around his legs and bullets all over him instead of like the the yellow belts. They're just bandoliers, blades on top of blades on top of blades, useless bullshit bolted on everywhere. Like this is straight up saying, look how ridiculous this outfit looked. Oh, I know, but I I love, see, I love uh, his outfit from the cover. Because they don't reuse it, I don't think. Oh, no, this this costume evolves super fast. Well, no, but just the fact that on the cover, the <laughs> bat logo, the, the bat is like grinning, smiling. Mm-hmm. And the fact, I, I don't know, the cover, I think, is the best 
part of this. I mean, yeah. the whole book is good, but yeah. I just the cover itself is great. Once he gets the costume, Bob's just like jumping off the building. He's like, I'm going to go help everyone. And Batman's like, I didn't even give you flying powers yet. You <laughs> yes. fall to your death. And there's a nice little uh, upside down panel of him falling to the earth while the word bubble's also upside down since that's the way he's falling. Then we cut to the Mightverse where Bane is just fighting every DC Might character there. Uh, looks like Aquaman has changed into his metal grimdark self since uh, last time we saw this. Oh, the Might... Oh, I, didn't, I just noticed this. Mightverse Aquaman has... Yeah, that's what I was saying. Three... three uh, yeah, he has three hooks. hooks. He has hooks on his feet. <laughs> yes, yeah. instead of feet, uh, which is instead rather impressive, I have to admit. Yeah, walking around those things. Uh, There's Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern Might is there. Bane toxics up and kicks the crap out of the Justice League. And the next panel is comically doing it. Well, he also they also explain while he's fighting the entire DC universe at this point, his versions of the, the goons say, huh, I don't know why he needs us around anyways, yes. which I was saying before, it's just like aside from Bird, they're useless. And this is ours is not to question why. Ours is but to stooge on demand. Yes. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. And then he they get the a bunch of DC mites on, and Deathstroke's down there for some reason. Don't know why Deathstroke's there. Yeah, I like that Deathstroke's there. Um, I just noticed that last night when I was rereading yeah. this. Bane just super roids up out of nowhere, just like a Kelly Jones is creaming in his pants at the look of this Bane with all the muscles. But he punches Flash out of his suit, breaks uh, Blue Beetle's neck, <laughs> snuffs out uh, Lobo with his own cigar. Yeah, that the stuffing the snuffing the cigar in Lobo's face is great. Kyle Rayner hits himself with a chain, Green Lantern chain ball while he squeezes him to death. Lightning bolts Shazam with his own lightning bolt and then punches Martian Manhunter back to Mars. Back to Mars at, while he like rockets off of Mars, like bounces off Mars and flies away. The rest of the Might characters that are all beat up are just basically saying, "Wait till the Super Might family gets back." And Bane is Bane Might is just being drawn more and more over the top and saying drooly teeth upon teeth muscles upon muscles uh, and then punches Robin's neck off I don't know well, Frunch Frunch I, yeah Frunch. he, he punches Ro- Robin might uh, in the head and his neck goes up like a I don't know 20 feet yeah like um rock'em sock'em robots yes yes thank you and then we cut to the Supermite family which consists of Bizarro Superman Cyborg Eradicator Steel Superboy and Supergirl saying how they just saved the as galaxy. As well as uh, long-haired mullet Superman. Oh, yeah. Oh, I said Superman, I thought. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I missed that. And well, there's also, they're like in an asteroid belt and in the background that says, which one was the horse? Centaur, Greek guy, or both? And then there's an answer underneath that says, who cares? <laughs> because, yeah, Super Horse shows up in this as well in the background. Saying, well, we saved the universe from oh, absolute death, but no one will notice. Now it's time to go home. Bane might gives his story... While a bird is creeping on someone through his fucking telescope. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you never noticed that. Yes, I, I did. Bane basically gives the same story that Vengeance of Bane did. Where every evening he was fed roots and lichens by his unseen jailer. Each morning I was unceremoniously hosed down with icy water. And each year on my birthday I was transferred to a larger cage. There's only two things a man can do in this situation. Isometric exercises and brooding. <laughs> I excelled at both. Yeah. He says it's his father's fault. But that's another story. And I think they say several times throughout this. To learn more. Oh, yeah. Vengeance, of, Bane, what, <laughs> vengeance yeah. of Bane might. Yeah. I really want to look. In, I know it's not. But, man, yeah. I need to look that Vengeance up. Vengeance of Bane might. 495 on sale soon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just like before. Uh, in the regular books. We cut to Overbat, whose costume is already changing, just like uh, Jean-Paul's does over time in Nightfall, where he upgrades the suit. Um, he's already got the new visor, and he's just swinging around Batmite, saying that his adrenaline's pumping, and who needs drugs anyways? Oh, this is all out in the real world, apparently. Yes, because Batmite's training him to use a suit. Yeah, it wasn't um, in Mightverse. I thought he was taking to the Mightverse right now, but no, he's yeah, he's learning how to use the costume, and he's 
easily dispatching thugs left and right. And then Batmite takes him to Might World where we cut back to the Super Might showing up. And that's, yeah, you see, you see. <laughs> I, I like whenever how at the very beginning of this, though, Birds is like yelling, boss, boss. And then Bane just headbutts him. He's like, how many times must I never tell you never to interrupt, never to interrupt my brooding? The super horse is in the background. It's being held by, it looks like uh, Bizarro, top left. See, of I the thought it was there. crypto. Or it might be crypto. Yeah, it probably is crypto. And of course, since they're all a bunch of goody goodies, they're singing fucking 99 bottles of beer on the wall. I like how they're f- flying in at terminal velocity and Steel's suit <laughs> is just coming apart <laughs> yes. because of it. Yes. And you have King Kong like through the Umpire State Building in the background. Man, I really wish he had more work. Kevin O'Neill, that is. I like the uh, Statue of Liberty with Batmite logo on the book and the Batmite symbol in her hand. Zombie puts even more blood or not blood more uh, toxic toxic into his, his system this is i keep saying how big and ridiculous it looks but he they manage to top themselves every time when they draw him oh get, next time next page yes and then the super family start to uh fly in and do absolutely nothing essentially superman says i'll use my heat vision to fry him into submission and then superboy's just like allow me to join you supergirl says my x-ray vision will discover if he's wearing underpants i mean will make him sick from radiation poisoning. Steel basically says, <laughs> my, I'm useless. My, my, my mighty hammer is a pain in the butt, and, and it flies away. Yeah, and he flies away. And then the, a commentary on uh, the death of Superman. My soup, There's a coffin that says, rest in peace, and it says, my super hype will soak up his loose change because of the fucking market back then. See, I was wondering what that was. Yeah, that was everyone buying death of Superman yes. comic books, thinking there'd be a lot of money. Some weird-ass panel of Bizarro. I don't, I, I don't really understand it. It's just his teeth are flying out and... Me, Amno exist, maybe. Yeah, just whatever. They're all attacking him at once, and he's just standing there, Bane standing there with his arms behind his back, saying that, yeah, you waste your time for I am invincible from Toxic. And then Superman asks, what's Toxic? And Superboy's like, check out the Vengeance of Bane might special. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. They plug it twice. They show the goons being useless and getting their ass kicked, or the Stooges as well. And then Bane finally dispatches of them all, just like he kind of did with the Justice League. He knocks the teeth out of Superboy, Superwoman. She at this or Supergirl at this time was like some amorphous blob alien. Yes, she wasn't so really. She, yeah, she, she was, gets blobified. Cyborg Superman gets punched in half, in half down the middle, and then Superman <laughs> gets punched back in time. Yeah, he gets punched back into fucking a phone booth, which turns into Clark Kent. Then he gets ricocheted off into the 1970s, into a rocket ship, back to back, <laughs> back to, to Krypton, Krypton, blowing up into a black hole. Back to Might World Present, I guess. Yes, I don't know. it's like, like an uh, infinite loop. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, like our, our descriptions of these these weird ass fight scenes can't do it justice. Cut to <laughs> Bane might. Is just a torso at this point. Yeah, he's, he's just a like, walking, talking torso. Yes. With a tiny baby, baby head. And then I guess because what happened was the new version of Toxic had kryptonite in it. That's why he was so strong against the super uh, yeah. Superman family. And then I don't understand what he does here. He like shoots them with Toxic, I guess. And yeah, he shoots disappear. Toxic out of his hands, too. Okay. I, I was, it, it's really confusing. And then we cut back to guess what? The, the main character that we never real, personally, I don't give a shit about Bob. Like yes. the the Might verse was more interesting than Bob's journey, but Bob shows up in Might World and he's on some weird ass platform where he's all alone and he's terrified because this platform's so thin, but there's lava flying around him all over the place and he has to get over his fear and he eventually does it. I think this is a commentary on the Azrael costume because it becomes at the end of I think Night's End, his costume gets lit on fire or something like that on lava and it turns red. And this yes. is this is basically that parody version of it because his costume becomes gold or something like that. And this was uh... all just a test from Batmite to uh I don't know. Get over not, his fears. Yeah, it, it's something about getting over his fear because he's stuck in the middle of the lo- the bridge over top of this volcano, 
And yeah. he's like, where's Bat my dad? He's supposed to be here. You got, he, he's you got afraid. A, yeah, for some reason, he's just, just afraid to walk. Yeah. And then he does. And he as walks soon as over he, this platform. He walks two feet. And Batman's, okay, you're ready to fight. Yeah, Bane, you got right? over your fear because we have to wrap this book up. Yeah. And like he brings all the Vertigo characters in. Which I death. love. Yeah, you see you see might versions of Sandman and Death. Uh, Dead Man. Dead Man. Um, you have the older Sandman with the gas mask from Sandman Mystery Theater. Constantine. And, uh, the uh, Demon and Swamp thing. Yeah. And of course, Constantine's just swearing and completely censored. Yes. Nonstop, Sandman, Dream Sandman is, of course, weird, saying truly toast is his destiny. Not making sense. Incomprehensible Neil Gaiman babble. Bob says, no, you guys can't help me. There's been too much violence. I'll do it my way. So we smash cut to just a torso, which is Bane Might. Like, he's essentially just a torso with the tiniest legs at this point, whipping all the bat villains into uh, his submission because... He tricked them into thinking working with him, it's working against them, yada, yada, yada. And this whole plan was to make clones of himself. So I'm guessing this was a parody on the clone saga as well then? Very well, possibly, around this time, because this is 95. Yeah. Um, And no one's going to argue with him, because now there's a bajillion Bane mites. First, I like that, okay, whenever Bane mite is whipping everybody, Penguin says how uh, we didn't agree to... We agreed to join you in your crazed dreams for universal conquest, not to be your slaves. Yeah. <laughs> Bane Might's like, you're all my slaves, except for the only genius here, which is Raz Al Might. Then basically says, you all constructed my cloning machine. Yeah. Cut to acrylic. Cro- I'm guessing it's Croc Might at the bottom. Yeah. Where he's like, you're coming to a close, Bane Might. I've had enough of you. I'm going to paste you. <laughs> and then Bane's just too late, knuckle brain. Bring on the clones. Yeah. He's like, ah. Yeah, it's just the, the fact that they try to revisit the Bane their fight, and Croc, there's like, yeah. no, we're not doing that. Yeah, so we got this entire Bane army, and then Overbat shows up slash Bob, and we forget that everyone in the Batmite universe, because I thought this was kind of funny too, is, is like really small, two inches tall. Yes, so we got this giant fucking armored Batman. <laughs> walking up on him and the Bane clones all try to jump on and destroy him all one million of them and then Overbat somehow transforms into a golden god type of thing and this I had to do a lot of research on like he just starts glowing gold and no one knows what the fuck's going on and he said once when I was under the influence of a hallucinogenic substance I read something that I forgot it said that when the golden light of purity shines no evil or corruption can exist and glow in the glow that it casts and then there's like a little asterisk for a footnote and it says Possibly in a Silver Surfer, Surfer comic. comic. That happened in a Silver Surfer comic. Okay. <laughs> so they just aped the Silver Surfer thing. Bob just unleashes this energy blast and stops all the Banes. Bane's dead. And then he sees the toxic stuff and he's like, wow, this is really powerful drugs. I wonder if it'll have any effect on the human brain. And then he has the devil and the angel saying yes and no. And Batmite's like, no, after all this stuff, you've come in far done. And then humans can't handle toxic. Yeah. We don't know what effects it'll have. And he snorts the toxic and immediately rots away in a very psychedelic and colorful explosion. And Bob dies. He rots away. I think he just, his head explodes. That's why I said explosion. He, He starts rotting and then he explodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Actually, the rotting part is pretty gross. Where his like teeth like yeah fall out. It's actually pretty. It's colorful. The whole rest of the book is really good. Interesting that they put this in there because I thought it was yeah. really graphic. Yeah, it, it is, but it's also a little cartoony, so I think you can get away with it. Yeah. And then we cut back to the real world where cops find Bob's body around a bunch of drugs. He's from earlier from the drug dealers that he messed up, and it looked like he jumped off the church because he was on top of the roof. And he went face first into a gravestone right down below. Which I don't know how you would think that his his body is exploded. Like his body. I don't know. It's just, it was just to make the, it's just to put out that thing of like, oh, was this all in his head or not? And you just see like a cloaked bat mite 
looking sadly in the rain from above. Cut back to the Might verse where Bat Might gives him a funeral, a hero's funeral, and uh, a statue <laughs> erected re- re- in his yeah, honor. Reveals oh. a statue of Bob Might. Yeah. With and Plastic Man being the, the uh, shroud over top of it. Yeah, the decloaking shroud. Yeah, and that's it. I thought this was going to be a parody of it, like to a T, but this really went off the fucking rails. I like the uh, the metal. That, 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 that's all, folks. Uh, there yeah. at the end. Yeah, the Looney Tunes. That all, folks. But yeah, this this kind of became its own thing and a weird commentary in a way. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, what do you think? What do you rate this? Seven, six, seven. So, which one? I got to write it down the uh, in the records. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with six. I gave this an eight. <laughs> that's why I gave you the eyes. Like, wow, really? I thought this, I think a big part of this is Kevin O'Neill's art. Oh, yes. If most it was definitely. just a regular artist, I think he could have pulled it fours. I think there's other the artists that could have pulled it off, but it takes a certain style to do this yeah. story. Yeah, absolutely. With all the stuff that's going around, this, this makes you feel like it was worth buying the book because sometimes it's just like 22 pages. It's 22 pages, but even though Mightfall was like 48 or whatever, plus Legends of the Dark Knight, it felt the art for the money was well worth it, I think. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, I just know. remember, because like I said, this came out a couple of years after uh, Nightfall, and right. I just remember seeing this on the shelf. I was just like, oh, that's cool, but I never bought it. And it just, yeah. again, the cover is what really sells it for me. The cover is just, I think, awesome. Yeah. So uh, Chris said he couldn't be here on this episode because he didn't get a chance to read all this, but we'll get his rating for the next uh, episode when uh, we come back with part one of the crusade. Uh, Jonathan, until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Uh, Until next time. Um, Email. Oh, yeah. Until next time, the email, if you want to answer, if you want us to read your emails, it's therunpod at gmail.com. Until next time. It's not the run pod until next time at gmail.com, but you'll figure it out. I love you. <laughs> wow, you stuck with the show to the end. This show is produced and edited by me, as well as those oh so lovely vocals were by me. Also, a special thank you to Kimberly Lee for the show art. You can see more of her work at KimberlyLeeArt.Weebly.com. If you truly enjoyed this, please share it and tell a friend to vote us five stars on whatever podcast platform you use, as that would help us out tremendously. Thank you so much for listening.